Good Morning Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. Voted four to one, recommending that when Aiden became a brother by Kyle Lukoff to be available in all elementary, middle, and high school Escambia County Public School libraries. The statute limits classroom instruction on sexual orientation or gender identity. Nothing in that language aims at sexual orientations and gender identities that differ from heterosexual and cisgender identity. To the contrary, instruction on normalcy of opposite sex attraction would equally be instruction on sexual orientation. The statute is neutral on the prescribed subjects. Okay, again, this is Michelle White. This is in the Escambia County School Board meeting on Monday, the special meeting to talk about potential removal of books. And the book here was When Aiden Became a Brother, the third of the three books. And she, as she is supposed to do, and did quite a good job of it, has kind of explained what is the legal framework around the question, what are the relevant concerns, what statutes might or might not be implicated in the objections against the book. And then, of course, that's kind of, even though she's not an attorney, okay, Ellen Odom is the attorney for the school board. Uh, she's giving them guidance about how to understand the question of whether they should have this book in, in this case, you know, grade school, middle school, and high school. And again, this is a kid's book, okay? This is a book that is intended for a very young audience, you know, in the, like, you'd read it to a three- or four-year-old. You know, they might read it themselves a little bit older, okay? Uh, it's definitely not a, an adult book. And there's no, like lurid content there's no sexual content there's no question of this being obscene or anything like that and so the questions that were about the prior you know the first book the not all boys are blue book um that had to do with adult explicit content neither this nor the antango makes three which is about the penguins has anything to do with that the question is first of all is it instructional material in the classroom that is going to talk about gender or gender identity or sexual orientation the answer is no it's not an instructional material so hb 1557 doesn't really apply all right, that's the first thing. Then the second question is, but does the school district want it in the grade school at all in the library available to students to go check out on their own initiative? And as she said, and this was, I thought, interesting, is that was a four to one vote. There was one member of the committee that said no. Now, that could have been the, the member of the public who's on the committee. Remember, the committee is a, is a grade school administrator, a grade school teacher, um, um, a parent, uh, media coordinator for that age, and then also a citizen from the community. So I'm not sure who the one of the five is, but at least one voted no on this book. And the book, in case you're not familiar, and I did read this when I read the two kids' books. I don't know why they're easier for me, but uh, it didn't take a lot of time. And I knew I wasn't going to encounter stuff I didn't want to read anyway. You know, I just was paying attention to it. It's basically uh, about a, um, uh, a, a, a person who is born uh, biologically a, a girl. OK, and I'm trying to be very neutral in my descriptions, but who knows from a very early age that she's actually a boy. OK, and gradually convinces her parents of the fact, despite them misnaming her and misgendering her and painting her room the wrong color and all addressing her inappropriate. You know, like she's a boy from birth. She knows they didn't realize it because her body says she's a girl. Right. So it's a, it's a book about transgenderism, obviously. Um, and then, the, you know, eventually she gets them acclimated and she's happy, but then they get pregnant again. And now she's got all this anxiety about, well, is this baby going to go through the same problems that I went through? And are people going to understand this child's real gender, whatever her body gender looks like? Are we going to inappropriately put 
expectations or viewpoints on it. That, you know, that's kind of the premise of the book. And wanting to be caring and supportive and nurturing without imposing gender from the outside. You understand. This is a very ideological book. But it is also a very adorable, compelling, empathetic book. It's obvious that many people, in fact, I would say all people who have uh, transgender issues or what they call gender dysphoria, it's a struggle, it's difficult, it's painful. Uh, They certainly enter a society that, generally speaking, is not particularly friendly, although these days much more so than ever before, um, and some families far more so than other families, certainly. And it starts from the premise that gender is in your head and not in your body. You know, gender is what you believe, not what your body is telling people. And only you can know it. And that uh, no child should be given real guidance to them about their interests or inclinations um, or what gender they are because they'll figure that out or know that for themselves. And, of course, transgender is completely normal. There's nothing defective or wrong or disordered about them. It's just that they happen to be born with a body that doesn't align with their gen- their real gender. And so there's nothing in here about changing it or surgery or anything or hormone therapy or anything like that. It's just you would figure maybe that comes later, but it just doesn't really address that problem. Um, agreeing with the book for me personally, where do I agree with the book? Well, the people who feel alienated from their gender, you know, that must be awful. I mean, obviously, that must be a horrible thing to go through. Um, and being so sure about your real gender and but being treated as the wrong one must be equally alienating from the world and from people around you. And again, I think that sometimes people who are um, against this kind of acronym agenda that I talk about a lot, um, they don't, you know, sort of my side of the aisle are just not willing to be honest about some of this stuff. And we should be. If you can't be honest about what the other perspectives are, then your own viewpoint is inadequate and defective. You know, and if you have to like shade and hide the truth in order to hold your view, that's an admission that you shouldn't hold it. Right. I mean, right. And sometimes you can have like 80 percent of the truth on your side, but be honest about the other 20 percent, just generally speaking. So I'll uh, finish up with what they did with this book and sort of my thoughts on it here in just a second. Before that, let's get Candy in here with Traffic on the Fives. Uh, taking a look around. Good news is we're not showing any slowdowns or delays. Looks pretty clear going through Bayou and Brent and the many names of that road here. We're not showing any problems. Uh, Davis also clear. Also 9th and 12th, not showing any problems. This is brought to you by Barberry Plumbing. When it's time to call a plumber, call the best of the Bay winner. That's Barberry Plumbing. Uh, 477-8782. And it's traffic on the fives. If you have traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. Now, this was, thanks so much, Candy. Now, this was a book that certainly had a lot of, and, and the other one did as well, the Penguin book, um, and Tango Makes Three. A lot of conversation, a lot of sort of hot takes and, you know, loud moments from the audience, both pro and con. Uh, most of it was, again, fairly repetitive and fairly predictable. But uh, Elaine Hoffmeister actually was, uh, I think PNJ had an article about her and her comments. One of the two, either her that or WAR, I apologize. She is the uh, vice president for um, uh, the student body at, um, BT, at uh, Booker T. Washington High School. Okay, and here's what she said. I am currently embarrassed to be a student in Escambia County tonight. The fact that we have two books that are being banned for having children and penguins for crying out loud that are LGBTQ is ridiculous. I feel as though I am not as getting as good as an education because of this. I think I should be learning about all kinds of people. Now, again, it's not going to be for her age cohort, right? It's very unlikely that a high school kid is going to be reading this book, but for the grade school, which is really the question. When I was a kid, I loved the book Junie B. Jones. I loved it because Junie B looked like me. She had red hair and she had similar personality traits as me. 
I've always wondered what it would be like for my black brothers and sisters who may not have seen themselves in books as much, or for my transgender, gay, lesbian, or bisexual brothers and sisters who may not have seen themselves as much. When I look at this book cover, when Aiden became a brother, we have three black characters. Students are able to see themselves in this book. And there's also a transgender child who's able to see themselves in this book. And that's, again, that's a perspective that certainly you have to take into account. The value of literature is to expose you to things that you wouldn't otherwise. And it can also help with the alienation problems of people who feel very different from everybody else and nobody understands me. You read something in a book and you're like, oh, there are people like me. Okay. Of course, the fundamental question before that is whether this particular condition, situation, perspective, identity, whatever you want to call it, I'm trying to pick all, as neutral terms as I can, you know, whether that's something that should be affirmed or encouraged or, you know, de-alienated or not. That's, that's a base question. The people who favor this book think absolutely. The people who oppose this book think absolutely not, and certainly not for young kids, which is the key. But, of course, the other side says we're better than for young kids. You know, early in life, that's where it ought to be taken care of. So the school board talks about this, and Paul Fetzko asked for a motion. Kevin Adams moves to remove the book from all grade levels. Again, I think they maybe should have taken time to consider the possibility of allowing it at middle school with the opt-in. That would have been one of the options. They didn't consider that, really. Um, and uh, you had, uh, so Kevin Adams moved to remove it, and then I think you had um, David Williams was the one who, who also seconded it. Um, Patty Hightower said she would not ban this book because she knew somebody personally who said that book had been very important to her child, who was transgender. And uh, Paul Fetzko said, uh, it told a story about, you know, being very supportive of two trans boy children that he knows, he and his wife knows. Will it play? I, I'm hesitant to comment, but I'm going to. I, my wife and I have, have been very supportive of two transgender girls who are now gentlemen and, uh, and knew at a very early age that they were different than what they sometimes dressed. Uh, but then again, you let it go because children do change. They, they go through stages, phases, what have you. And you might think that would mean he was likely to vote in favor, but he basically said the transgender people that he knew didn't need this book, and they, what they really need is family support and encouragement, and a book like this without the families won't help much, and a family that's supportive without this book won't be deficient and so the book doesn't really do much on its own it's not needed there to be something for kids to encounter without their parents and he voted to remove patty hightower was the one vote that voted to keep the book so again this is a book where it doesn't violate any law it certainly doesn't violate uh, hb 1557 because it's not instructional material the question is really whether a book that tells you a story that affirms transgender identity is a book that should be available to any child K through three or K through six in, you know, a grade school library under the auspices of public funding, as opposed to in a public library than in a, you know, in, in an actual school building. And again, I would have voted no on this one. I think I would have voted yes, just like the other one at uh, middle school opt in. I don't have a problem with that. But for young kids, it's it's an ideologically oriented book. It clearly is. And is that the kind of thing that should be available just through your browsing? Well, basically, both of these books come down to the same question. Do you support the message or not? Do you agree with the message or not? If you do, 
you want the book, you think it's wonderful and, and, and adorable and enchanting and persuasive, and of course you ought to have this book. And if you disagree with the core message of the book, or books in this case, then you're going to likely or more likely say no. There is some wiggle room for people who might disagree with the core objective and yet nevertheless think the books ought to be available. I'm a little bit in that category with regards to middle school, just not with regards to grade school. At 710, we're going to talk about this again, and I'm going to give you some examples that I think whichever side you're on, you'll find provocative, useful to thinking about how you think about the questions raised in both of these cases. 622 here on News Radio 923. I'm Andrew McKay. Remember when washing machines were made in America, were solidly built, and actually got your clothes clean? They aren't a thing of the past. They are Speed Queen, and they are available at Tops Appliance. Speed Queen washer and dryers combine durability and technology into the best washers and dryers in the world. Speed Queen will change the way you think about washing machines. They're built to last longer and deliver exceptional wash results. Unlike many other washers and dryers with plastic parts, Speed Queen uses commercial grade steel and porcelain components designed to give you at least 25 years of reliable, trouble-free operation. That's why they come with lifetime warranties, the best warranties in the business. See store for warranty details. Speed Queen washers and dryers are built to work and built to last. If you want durability, innovation, and perfectly done laundry the first time, then you want Speed Queen. See these great Speed Queen washers and dryers for yourself at Topps Appliance on Highway 90 in Milton, just east of Stewart Street. Change. Positive change is happening all around us. Greater Pensacola is growing. And that's why I joined the Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. Join us. The Greater Pensacola Chamber of Commerce. We believe local businesses are the cornerstone of a great community. Join Travis Thompson with Climatech of Professional Air, an American standard heating and air conditioning independent customer care dealer in the Pensacola area on the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9.30. Join in as Travis discusses how you can lower your energy bill and create a healthy, comfortable home. Join Travis today at 9.30 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. VIP Care is bringing better health to the Pensacola community February 27th and 28th. Both days they'll be on hand at the University Town Center from 9 a.m. till noon, where they'll have giveaways, raffles, and we'll be answering all of your primary care questions. VIP Care specializes in primary care for Medicare Advantage members. They proudly accept Florida Blue Medicare, as well as most insurance plans in the county. Come see VIP Care February 27th and 28th. You deserve better health. Listen to Fox News personality Brian Kilmeade interview the latest newsmakers and cover the biggest national stories. Weekdays 11 to 1 on News Radio 923. Uh, don't be ridiculous. Why are you looking at me when you say that? <laughs> Six, taking the Van Halen out of my list. <laughs> 625 here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's the Pensacola Morning News. It is Thursday. Candy has traffic on the five. You can do it yourself, Handmaid's Tale. Okay, fine. Yeah. I, I love how people buy those robes in order to wear them for protests. That's hilarious to me. Go ahead. <laughs> Start wearing one in here, my God. Or at the school board meetings. You look good in maroon. Totally shut. You look good in maroon. 
I do look good in maroon. So does Pensacola, as it turns out. Thanks, school board. You are the most. Taking a look at our roads. Good news is everything is fine. Not showing any slowdowns. Taking a look by our schools. Airport not showing any problems. College is uh, not showing any issues. It looks like PCC is fine. As we take a look over through uh, 29, it looks like everything is clear through the split at Pace Palafox. Up to the uh, Atmar cutoff. Traffic on the Fives is brought to you by Pensacola Habitat Food Truck Festival. And that is this weekend, February 25th and 26th. It's Community Maritime Park. Follow Pensacola Habitat for Humanity on Facebook, or you can Google it. It'll give you more information and chance to get tickets. Traffic tips, text 437-1620. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Somebody text in at 437-1620. You know the best way to make sure that children read a book? Ban, Ban it. it. <laughs> right, absolutely. Good. And certainly at older ages, that's removed. certainly like, It's true. a big deal. All right, David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David? More than 60 million Americans are under winter weather alerts today. There's winter storm warnings all the way from California to the East Coast. Snow and ice forecast all over the place. Meanwhile, here in Florida, it's very nice. If I'm honest, when I see all these like blizzard and horror, I see the video and, there's, and my brain is like, no, come on. Really? It's 80. What are you talking that about? That can't be. I'm from the Midwest, and I still have trouble believing it, yes. I don't miss it at all. Uh, Transportation Secretary Pete Buttigieg expected to visit the site of that train derailment in East Palestine, Ohio. Today, he'll be meeting with community members uh, whose lives have been disrupted. And an Orlando TV station is in mourning today after a reporter was killed while covering a story. Now, this happened in Orange County yesterday. A reporter and a photographer with Spectrum News 13 were shot. They were covering a story at the scene of a previous shooting. A 19-year-old suspect was arrested for that shooting, as well as two others that left a woman and a 9-year-old girl dead. Yeah, it's it's a pretty awful story because, you know, the guy who killed the one then killed the reporter right. and, the new, and the cameraman was shooting at their car, I think, is how this actually turns out. Um, yeah, it's a pretty awful story. But I will, I will tell you, as a member of the media, I fully... I mean, you know, I don't go out and cover crime particularly uh, when it's at when it. But I have been in situations where I've done some I of this. Bet we all have. Yeah, and oh, you know, yeah, you, you kind of, you know, your safety. I mean, I've I've certainly right. been in situations where I kind of have that. Ah, what's going on here? You know, kind of, and you know, I, I I carry concealed, so I'm a little bit more protected than some other people might be. But still, it's you know, there's a lot of unsafety in covering the news. Then you had a reporter from the news station, like. I guess it was the sort of after this happened, somebody went to cover the fact that it happened like to their co-workers, and here was her commentary. I apologize. This is really difficult uh, to cover. Um, it is very emotional here uh, at ORMC. I'm, I'm not even going to turn the camera um, because there are people here um, who knew that reporter. This is every reporter's absolutely worst nightmare. We, we go home at night afraid that something like this will occur. And that, that is what happened here. And by the way, we locally have fantastic law enforcement who will actively reach out and have done so and said, if you guys ever feel unsafe, call us. We'll go with you. Right. Well, right. That, you know, that's 100 percent right. true. Um, but and I fully understand where she's coming from. Let me let me also observe this. The one part in there where she says, I'm not even going to turn the camera because there are people here who worked with these people. I, I'm a member of the media, right? I. It's a moment of tragedy. It's hard to tell somebody something they need to hear when they're grieving. We are all too often 
way too indifferent to the victims and families and community members of the victims of crime in the way we cover things. And that moment where I'm not going to put that on camera because it would hurt us too much to do it. Remember that the next time you're shooting crime scenes and victims and whatever else is going on, it's not you that's emotionally suffering, but maybe the people who see it are. And just remember that and act accordingly. That's that's my one piece of guidance in this situation. Fox News. I'm Chris Foster. A 19-year-old Florida man is arrested for the murders of a woman, a TV reporter covering the murder, and a 9-year-old girl. Authorities first responded to the scene of a homicide. They found a 20-year-old girl shot dead. Two News 13 reporters were at the scene reporting on the crime. Authorities believe the same suspect returned to the scene and opened fire on them. Police say the suspect then walked into a nearby residence, killing a 9-year-old girl and seriously injuring her mother. Fox's Brooks Singman, the mother, and that news photographer are in critical condition. More than 667,000 homes and businesses are reported to be without power in Michigan from a widespread winter storm. Matt Paul with DTE Energy says it's the ice. Half an inch of radial ice on one of our wires is the same amount of weight uh, uh, as a baby grand piano. The storm's moving into parts of Pennsylvania, New York, and New England today. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning at 631 News Radio 92.3. I'm David Wayne. Right now, 72 and cloudy skies in Pensacola. Baldwin County investigators are looking into a shooting that left four members of the same family dead yesterday. This happened at a home in a Daphne subdivision, uh, the Lake Forest subdivision. Deputies responded to a call of shots fired. They say they found the bodies of one victim inside a home, three others out in the backyard the suspected gunman arrested a short time later in a wooded area behind that house it's believed that the shooter and all four victims were related this just in from ppd in the last hour one person is dead after a single vehicle crash on 9th avenue in lakeview the road was closed for several hours overnight ppd's mike wood says the vehicle crashed into a tree So far, the victim's identity has not been released. A Pensacola man is accused of raping two young girls on separate occasions. We learn more from News Radio's Joe Ford. Among the charges, 22-year-old Nahan Watson is facing two counts of sexual assault, one on a victim between 12 and 18 years old and the other on a victim less than 12 years old. Investigators say back in November, Watson raped a girl younger than 12 after he got into her bed while she was sleeping. While investigating the case, deputies learned that Watson had an active warrant for a similar incident from last June. In that case, the victim alleged that she tried to run away from Watson after believing she was meeting somebody else. Watson allegedly held her at gunpoint during the assault. Watson was arrested yesterday and is being held on no bond. Joe Ford, News Radio 92.3. Rideshare drivers across the country are now speaking out as companies like Uber reported record high earnings, but the money going into their pockets appears to be less and less here at home it's no different a week ago (laughs) an airport trip going seven minutes away that would normally be four dollars and 20 cents is now three dollars i had to quit doing street runs because it's not worth anymore 
That driver talked with Channel 3 in New York City over the weekend. Drivers are planning to protest and strike outside of LaGuardia Airport. As of now, there's no word on any local strikes. The Escambia Supervisor of Elections Office says as of now, there are three qualified candidates for town council seats in Century. As of today, Shalisa McCall is the... uh, the uh, only qualified candidate for seat three, Alicia Johnson and Eddie Hammond, have qualified for the race for seat four. The uh, deadline to qualify for the special election is this Friday at noon. And Marco Rubio wants to show a cable news host that the state of Florida isn't what he thinks it is. MSNBC's Jason Johnson said this week Florida has a reputation of being all crystal meth and alligators. Senator Rubio tweeted yesterday that Johnson should visit Florida sometime this to uh, meet the strong and resilient people that live here. It is 634, almost 635. Let's go ahead and get a look hey. at your uh, traffic on the fives. Of easy. You can always go to me just so you know, because oh, okay? yeah. I am always here. Unless I'm in the bathroom. Uh, as we take a look at our uh, roads, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. It looks like everything's fine. All exits off I-10, I-110 reporting as clear. Not showing any problem in the Grove. It looks like uh, Navy, New Warrington, Fairfield, all good, too. If you see an accident or a slowdown, uh, traffic on the 5, you can text 437-1620. It's News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thank you very much, Candy. 635, and here's a look at our Channel 3 forecast. This is meteorologist Brooke Richardson with your first morning weather update. Beautiful and warm day out there today with temperatures warming up near 80 degrees. Small chance of a stray shower with a 20% chance of rain overall. Overnight tonight, temperatures stay warm with lows in the upper 60s. For Friday, 10% chance of a stray shower, otherwise mostly cloudy, high near 80 degrees. Friday night, temperatures dropping near 67. Stay connected to the Channel 3 News First Morning Weather Team. Download the WEAR-TV weather app. This is Brooke Richardson from the First Morning Weather Center. And it is 72 and cloudy here in Pensacola, 70 in Gulf Breeze, 72 in Milton. Our next news at 7. Breaking news anytime. News Radio 92.3. For money now, Dan Loeb's Third Point LLC plans to launch a proxy fight against Bath and Body Works to address what the activist investor says is excessive executive pay and lagging financial performance at the soap and fragrance maker. Third Point, which first disclosed a stake of more than 6% in Bath and Body Works in December, plans to nominate candidates to the company's board, including at least one shareholder representative. Tesla says it's establishing its global engineering headquarters in Palo Alto, California, a state CEO, Elon Musk, has at times criticized. Musk moved Tesla's headquarters to Texas from Silicon Valley in 2021, saying at that time the company's ability to scale up in the San Francisco Bay Area was limited. Musk struck a cheerier tone last evening, saying at an event in Palo Alto, the company would build the future here. On Wall Street, features pointing to a higher open this morning. That's your money now. Attention business owners, stop throwing your hard-earned money away on rent. Imagine owning your own building and saving thousands every year. Sound impossible? Not if you use General Steel. General Steel can help you save thousands by owning your own custom-designed building. Just call 866-95-STEEL or visit GeneralSteelInfo.com to see how much money you can save with General Steel. Our buildings come with a 50-year warranty, and thousands of companies, from Fortune 500 corporations to startups, have trusted the General with their building needs. If you need to expand or start a new business, you really need General Steel. I'm very impressed with General Steel. 
Everyone's been extremely helpful. I'd recommend General Steel to anyone looking to build a steel building. Call 866-95-STEEL or visit GeneralSteelInfo.com to find out what General Steel can do for your home or business. That's 866-95-STEEL. Our team will answer your questions and offer you a customized quote. Just call 866-957-8335 now or GeneralSteelInfo.com. Advertising, marketing, digital marketing. These are words you hear a lot about in today's world, but what exactly do they mean? How do you get started? Where do you get started? You can start by tuning in to the Pensacola Expert Panel today at 9. Join me, Tasca King, and I'll tell you how to navigate the changing and fast-growing landscape of digital advertising. That's today at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. Hey guys, I'm Nicole Stacy. There are more things to do in our area than you can even imagine. So who better to share the adventure of the Pensacola experience than the team at Visit Pensacola? Share with us your experience by using the hashtag ExperiencePicola. Go to visitpensacola.com and listen in Friday at 9:30 on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. The Pensacola Expert Panel, 9 to 11 weekdays on News Radio 92.3 AM 1620. What is News Radio 923? Informative, local, and dependable news from WEAR TV and the News Radio News Team. Informative, local, and dependable talk with Andrew McKay, Jenna Barr, and Bobby Rossi. Informative, local, and dependable traffic with traffic on the fives during your morning and afternoon drive. Informative, local, and dependable weather. Informative, local, and dependable coverage of breaking news and when disasters strike. That's what News Radio 923 is. Informative, local, dependable. Here on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. Wes Moreno is the Escambia County Administrator. He joins us every Thursday at this time. Wes, welcome back to the show, sir. Hey, good morning, Andrew. It is good to be here this morning. Good to have you. No meeting today, so no agenda to preview or votes to talk about particularly. But I have, I always have a long list of questions, nevertheless, because <laughs> the county is always involved <laughs> in so much stuff. Um, one thing is I saw, not this past week, but the week before, uh, around the 6th of February, we kind of had a rough week for Escambia Fire Rescue, some, um, some incidents with them. One is, um, I guess we had a, a fire where a couple of firefighters actually fell through a hole in the roof during an apartment fire is that right yeah that's right they 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 did they went in and and they absolutely fell through a, a hole there in, in the roof and it was on fire and uh, one was trying to help the other and, and but you know fortunately there's minor injuries and and uh we were together okay in the end but you know what those guys do it's always it can always be dangerous you always uh, have to be professional. Your training always goes a long ways in those instances. And uh, so I'm always appreciative of the work those guys do. Absolutely. I know for me, I think about this if ever I have to get up on the roof of my house and, you know, my house isn't on fire and I still wonder about am I stepping in the right place? Is this going to be an issue or if you're up in your attic or something like that? 
But man, when you got a fire eating stuff out, and of course, we know that fires tend to happen in um, areas where the homes are not in as good a condition often or are, have not been maintained very well. And so, you know, you always have these kind of questions. It's a, it's really a scary thing to be involved in. And we also had a, um, a firefighter, I think, got injured during uh, like PT, physical fitness. It, I, I don't know any of the details here, but is this a, you know, was he okay or is she okay? Uh, you know, Andrew, I haven't really heard a lot of details on that. Okay. Uh, uh, so I would take it to mean that, yes, I believe he would be okay. Okay. If he wasn't, I, I would have been notified, I'm sure. And, and again, I, I understand that training, you know, whatever the kind of training is, training can carry risks as well, certainly. Um, one, of, You have been so effective at getting the union contract signed and done and over the finish line. If I'm not mistaken, and please feel free to correct me always if I'm wrong, uh, I think that ECAT is the only one that's outstanding. Is that right? It is the only one that's outstanding. So, uh, you know, they held, we've got a lot of work involved in this contract, and uh, they held a ratification vote uh, some months ago, and they failed, the union failed to ratify uh, the negotiated contract. And so uh, we came back to the table and negotiated a bit more, and now we're at impasse. We've, we've, we just filed impasse. So we have four articles that we're at impasse on. Uh, one, of course, being union leave, I think it's probably the most significant article that that's there. And so on March the 23rd, we've been to, so let me back up. We've been to the hearing master. Hearing master has offered some recommendations. Some we're okay with, some we've rejected. So we're taking the impasse hearing to the board on March the 23rd, and the union will give their side to the board, and then I, I or Ms. Christian Hill will present the county's position to the, to the board, and the board will make a decision how to reset those four articles, and then the union will have to go back and hold another ratification vote. So, it, you know, it's gone back and forth uh, in, that, in the proposal is a 4% wage increase, uh, and it was, it's always been in the proposal. You know, if they'd have ratified the contract, they would have gotten it then, uh, the employees there, and it's, if they ratified the contract soon, it would be retroactive back to October the 1st. There has been seems to have been some confusion. I know there were some employees that showed up at the dais at the podium uh, a couple of meetings ago said, hey, they were told we can't vote. Well, that's just not true. Any employee that is represented by the by the union, no matter which union it is, if you're represented by that union, you have a right to vote on the contract, whether you pay dues or not. And so that's kind of where where that is. And so we're looking forward to March 23rd and getting that milestone behind us, and uh, and hopefully you know they'll ratify the contract. And it. You know, I get it. It's a, it's a change for them. I, no doubt about it. But it's bringing it, bringing it back into the county round policies, procedures, and like the rest of the county employees, and really making them true county employees. And um, so, it, I think it's a positive thing, a very positive thing. Some good things in there. 
and hopefully we'll, we'll get it across the finish line. Yeah, I mean, as you say, getting the final fold in of solving that nut and you know, kind of getting that resolved eventually after the, all the changes with ECAT in the last few years would be uh, a nice thing to have happen, quite frankly, not to have to be thinking about that anymore. Uh, hang on for me for just a second. We're talking to West Moreno, a Scambia County Administrator. Uh, Candy's got traffic on the fives. And taking a look around. Uh, good news is we're not showing any of those slowdowns or delays. This is brought to you by ECUA. You can ensure recyclable materials are processed correctly and keep a recycling program on track. Go to livegreenecua.com. Download the Recycle Coach app today. Uh, Bell Lane, Sterling Way, Cyanamid Road, and Pea Ridge not showing any problems either. Traffic tips text 437-1620. News Radio 90. Two, three, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Back to West Moreno. Wes, uh, of course, last week we had a lot of conversation about things that were suddenly fast and f- furious about OLF 8 and development out there. Uh, the direction of the board was for you guys to go talk with the couple of candidates and maybe see if anybody else was interested in taking action. Have you had those conversations? Is there anything that you can tell us about where we stand today? Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, all things OLF 8 as here as of late. Uh, I have uh, sent a a large amount of data files, CAD CAD files, just information, uh, everything that we have involving the master plan and and all things OLF-8 to uh, D.R. Horton, to Breland. Uh, There's another proposal, I think, looming uh, that we'll receive soon. Uh, a company out of out of the Midwest, and I've sent the same information to them. And then there's yet another uh, proposal, I think, coming probably out of some folks out of South Florida. I've sent all the information to them. And so uh, we've been holding some discussions, and we have some discussions tomorrow morning, actually, uh, significant discussions with Horton and with Breland. And... Uh, so yeah, we're and we were getting things kicked off. Also, having discussions about the Triumph funds, how that plays in. Right. You know, we we can take advantage of those dollars, but we have to own we have to own the property that that the uh, infrastructure terminates in, if you will. But I think we can work through that uh, positive positive uh, discussion with some of the Triumph board members and. Uh, with Rick Byers from Florida West yesterday. So there's just a lot of things swirling around, and uh, but I think we're moving forward in a good way. And um, I am looking forward to really bringing the same thing in for a landing. Well, we certainly look for that, and a uh, good metaphor for that piece of property as <laughs> a helicopter landing field in the past. Yeah, I kind of like that. <laughs> Hey, uh, one other thing that I wanted to ask you about, and this has kind of been on my list to talk w- uh, about with you for forever, because I know you're a Rhodes guy at heart, like that's your background. And the the Longleaf Project, okay, um, my understanding, and always feel free to correct me if I'm wrong, is that the Longleaf Project, which is now not going to be an increase in, you know, lane capacity, um, you know, I had originally thought it was going to be two lanes in either direction going from, um, basically from Pine Forest, and then my read of the history here was the goal was to connect that up with, like, Pinestead Road that runs around the south side of the, the, the dump there, and that that was supposed to be a basically a four-lane through cut all the way over to US-29, something that would provide an east-west corridor. You wouldn't have to drive through the neighborhoods on, like, Wingfoot and Hampton and go by Diamond Dairy and all that. And I would think of that as being, a like, a really major benefit to our traffic management plan. But that's not what we're doing. The Longleaf is sticking at, well, I guess it's going to be two plus a turn lane, um, and then Pinestead has not ever been developed or built out. Can you tell me why that 
project hasn't happened? So that concept that you're speaking to came to came about years ago, actually. Uh, I think Larry Newsom was, uh, and even before he was administrator, I think he was, he was the traffic manager at the time. Uh, that concept kind of came came about years ago, and what it ran into, uh, honestly, was uh, having to buy having to buy a large number of the residents' houses, buying them out. And you know, doing the demolition to for the road and the right of way and all of those things, and it just kind of ran into a stumbling block. I'm not sure the community was really into it and all about it. Um, and then you know, when you go to buy, you have to buy a large number, of real, a large piece of real estate or numbers of real estate. You have title issues. Can you get the clean titles? You just be surprised at the issues you run into when you go to do those things. But it really met some, was met maybe not so favorably with the community uh, from from that aspect. And I think that's kind of where we kind of took a step back. So, well, you know, let's let's take another look at this. And at the same time, we had Detroit going, which I know is still closed at the moment. But, you know, Detroit, we did connect that with Johnson. And so you got that east-west corridor there just a little bit further to the north. Yeah. Uh, so, so and I, well, that came into play as well a little bit. And now, and now you got the four hundred and nine mile road, which has helped immensely. So, maybe that you know the, the difficulty of the real estate transactions, and then the other corridors, and then the improvements in front of school. And you know, maybe it's not quite as as uh, favorable. Uh, to do that project right now anyway okay i mean and i understand you know that's the kind of stuff that happens there's no when i look at it on a map i'm like duh <laughs> you know this would be yeah so good. yeah, yeah especially, conceptually it sounds great especially that part where you'd use you know the pine stead that's just plain closed by the dump like that seems like such a like that would really alleviate a lot of the unsafety from the the traffic that's always going through too fast on wingfoot and hampton through all the, the houses there anyway I, I wanted to ask right. you i've been wanting to ask you this forever and we've never had a chance really to talk about it so um, you know, I, I, I appreciate the, uh, the perspective, uh, Wes Moreno. He is the Escambia County administrator for Escambia County. Of course, uh, Wes, as always, thanks for the time. Thanks for the work you do and for taking some time to explain some of this stuff to us. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you, Andrew. You bet. 651 on News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. If you're thinking about that next vehicle, Frontier Motors, they're a fantastic place to look for used cars. You know, cars that are one, two, three years old, okay, almost new, low miles, great condition, and good prices. And one of the things I love about them is just kind of the way they do business. They kind of they look at what people don't like about buying cars, and then they try to not do that stuff. And one of the things is, you know, a lot of times when you talk with uh, com- somebody about the price of the car and you feel like you've got the, you know, oh, that's the price. Good. And then they add all kinds of stuff on. Not like that at Frontier. All the add-ins, if there are any, come before you talk about the price. So they give you a sheet of paper with everything on it. And then at the bottom is a number. That's the only number you ever talk about. And when you come to an agreement about that number, that's the number for the check or the loan. There's no wiggling after that, which is wonderful. It's just transparent and simple. It's just one example of how they do it better, do it different at Frontier Motors, serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the Big Buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay says hi. With all the news about interest rates, here's some very good news from Piedmore Imports. Now through the end of February, an APR finance rate of 3.9% for 72 months is available on 2023 models like the Taos S, 
starting from 25641. The Tiguan S from 28227 are the seven passenger Atlas SE with technology from 42632. All are available for 3.9% financing for 72 months and all come with carefree coverage. Volkswagen's free maintenance for the first two years are 20,000 miles, whichever occurs first. So with carefree coverage and low APR rates of 3.9 for 72 months, Speedmore Imports has the models, the coverage, and the finance rates to help you own your new Volkswagen today. Speedmore Imports is not in Car City, so you won't pay Car City prices. Speedmore Imports, 106 New Warrington Road, Pensacola. Special APR rates for qualifying credit and DCI. Must take delivery by February 28. See dealer for details. Do you want better health, not the gym or diets? Think of the one thing that everyone has in common that's the foundation of your body, your bones. You need Osteo Strong. Osteo Strong, it's not a gym, diet, supplements, pharmaceuticals, or a medical treatment. It's a scientifically backed concept with proven technology to help you improve your overall health. Osteo Strong helps many improve bone density, posture, balance, athletic performance, and less joint and back pain. Call Osteo Strong today and start feeling better in Pensacola and Gulf Breeze. Here are the News Radio 923 AM 1620 contest rules. You can win one prize per household per contest in any 30 day period, unless specified by individual contest rules. All prizes on News Radio 923 AM 1620 are non transferable, non redeemable for cash, or exchangeable for any other prize. News Radio 923 AM 1620 prizes must be redeemed within a 30 day period of winning. For a complete list of rules, visit NewsRadio923.com. When you listen to News Radio 92.3 on Sundays, you get Christian Outlook at 7, Ask the Preacher at 8, Town Hall Review, Fox News Sundays, The Weekend, Tech It Out, and Gun Talk at 8. Average for a gallon of gas, frozen web browser. There we go. <laughs> the gas prices are what they are. Uh, 339 uh, national average, 333 in Florida. Texas has 296. That's been dropping a little bit. Both of those, uh, 475 in California. We'll see if I can pull up the regional ones. Uh, 321 east at the Walmart in Navarre, 319 at the other Walmart west side uh, in Navarre, 321 foot of the Garcon Point Bridge at the Murphy. Same at the Liberty Station in Tiger Point, 325 at the Exxon in Gulf Breeze proper. 313 at the Raceway in Milton, 312 at the P Ridge Murphy across the street from the Walmart there, and then uh, 315 at the uh, Tom Thumb or Cumberland Falls or whatever. Uh, farms, I guess it is. Anyway, uh, Farms, yeah. Uh, the White Store. Anyway. Um, it is. If you get over onto Nine Mile in Pensacola, you got 303 there, uh, 301 at the Walmart, uh, the Murphy in front of the Walmart on US 29. And coming in from the southwest side, looks like 312 at the TNC on Navy. These gas prices are brought to you by Pete Moore Volkswagen with the lowest out the door price on your next new Volkswagen. PeteMoreImports.com. Candy has traffic on the fives. Looks like everything is running just fine. Not showing any problems on Creighton, on Davis. Certainly, if you have something, 437-1620, text it in. News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. Thanks so much, Candy. Now, David Wayne is in the newsroom with our headlines. David? New poll showing most Americans want Democrats and Republicans to compromise on the debt ceiling. Uh, the poll from PBS NewsHour 
uh, finds that 70% of people want lawmakers to compromise, including majorities in both parties and independents. Vladimir Putin says he plans to strengthen Russia's nuclear forces. The Russian president made those comments in a speech for a, a patriotic holiday defender of the fatherland day in russia celebrating their armed forces putin also said uh, that russia will be deploying intercontinental ballistic missiles capable of carrying nuclear warheads and uh, there was a website openbible.info that scoured twitter to find what Twitter users said they would be giving up for Lent, Andrew. Oh, all right. And the top result is... Liquor. Twitter. <laughs> uh, nice. They uh, they reviewed 9,000 tweets this week. 439 of them were about giving up Twitter for Lent. Coming in, number two was alcohol. And number three was social, kind of food product. Uh, social networking. Oh, uh, well, that's in okay, general. So Twitter in kind general. Of, yeah, kind okay. of the same thing. Fair enough. Uh, now, remember my guidance from yesterday for... For Lent, uh, what you're supposed to do when you fast is give up something that is good as a statement that God is even better than the good thing you give up. Um, and so Twitter being essentially sinful is not something. <laughs> Did you give up anything for Lent? <laughs> no, I don't do that. No. You know, I mean, it's not that I'm not against it. It's just not my tradition. So, uh, David, thanks so much for the update. That's I forgot it was Lent. <laughs> I usually do soda pop and chocolate, but I'm late. There you go. Yeah. Uh, all right. Time for. Future news future news when candy and i tell you what's going to happen before it happens all right we are we're going to have uh we're scheduled to have an execution tonight for a guy who uh killed a cop and then uh later several years later kind of broke away from jail and killed a woman in her car uh is david dilbeck going to get executed tonight after appealing and failing to the supreme court yeah 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 Yeah, he will um alex andrade this uh, defamation uh, reform bill that he has brought that we talked with him about a bunch yesterday um is this going to be national news yes already is Already is in at Alex, least two shop, different you know places. Alex, you like to talk yeah. mess. Just kidding. <laughs> no, I appreciate what you is. do, Alex. It's a big deal. Um, <laughs> it is. Will it is. we That's get ECAT reformed in March? Yeah, of will, or not, will, will the deal get done in March? Absolutely. Say Absolutely. Yes. And will NBC slash MSNBC actually really apologize to Governor DeSantis for lying about him? No. No. Unlikely. Will they suspend Andrea Mitchell? No. No. Even though what she did was way worse than what Don Lemon did. And he's back to work, you know? That's right. All is good on the I'm Reformed front. Yeah, it's all over now. Stream us at NewsRadio923.com. NewsRadio923. WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.